Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Our reading today is titled, The Example of Christ. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. John 4, 34 Never was there such an evangelist as Christ. He was the majesty of heaven, but he humbled himself to take our nature, that he might meet men where they were. To all people, rich and poor, free and bond, Christ, the messenger of the covenant, brought the tidings of salvation. His fame is the great healer spread throughout Palestine. The sick came to the places through which he would pass, that they might call on him for help. Hitherto came many anxious to hear his words and to receive a touch of his hand. Thus he went from city to city, from town to town, preaching the gospel and healing the sick, the king of glory in the lowly garb of humanity. He attended the great yearly festivals of the nation, and to the multitude absorbed in outward ceremony, he spoke of heavenly things, bringing eternity within their view. To all, he brought treasures from the storehouse of wisdom. He spoke to them in language so simple that they could not fail of understanding. By methods peculiarly his own, he helped all who were in sorrow and affliction. With tender, courteous grace, he ministered to the sin-sick soul, bringing healing and strength. Consider the life of Christ, standing at the head of humanity, serving his Father. He is an example of what every son should and may be. I'm sure that includes daughters. The obedience that Christ rendered God requires from human beings today. He served his Father with love and willingness and freedom. Christ counted no sacrifice too great, no toil too hard, in order to accomplish the work which he came to do. We just read about the obedience of Christ, that he was the example of what we may be also that God requires the same obedience of us that Christ rendered. Does that feel heavy or like impossible to you? It has felt that way to me, and I'm thinking that there's a couple of things that we tend to misunderstand. I want to list them, and you see if any of these issues uh, apply to you. First, comes the idea of absolute perfection. Did it say God requires this? It just, it didn't, did it? It just said obedience. Only God is capable of absolute perfection. We are fallen, and we couldn't obey at all without Jesus. He came to live the, love, the life of perfect obedience because we couldn't. He did it in our nature for us. Okay, second, the perfect obedience that God requires. What is it? Let's read various verses in... Um, Matthew 5, 44-48. You are welcome to read all of that chapter because it really reveals 
what God is asking of us. But I will just touch on a few verses. Verses 44 through 48. Okay, so 44 says, Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Why? Verse 45 says, That you may be the children of your Father in heaven. For he made his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That's the example that we are to emulate. Verse 46 says, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Even the publicans do that. Verse 47 says, And if you salute your brothers only, why is that better than others? Even the publicans do that. But verse 48 tells us, For you to be perfect like your Father in heaven is perfect. We read that God made the sun and rain to fall on everyone. That's our example of what he wants us to do, to be perfect like him, to love everyone equally. Jesus tells us in Mark 4.28, that our growth occurs like the plant. First the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn. We are going to grow in perfection, which can be interpreted as maturity for eternity. We will never reach the absolute perfection of God, but he sees not us, but Jesus when he looks at us because he imputes his righteousness to those who have fulfilled the conditions of repentance and turning from sin and being baptized into Christ. He accepts our best efforts then at each stage of growth. We are expected to grow. As Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 and 3, he says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for you were not able to bear it. For you are still carnal. For where envying and strife and division are among you, are you not carnal? or earthly and not spiritual. If we go on from milk, which is repentance and receiving Jesus, to maturity, to be like God, or we love our enemies as ourselves, there will be no envying divisions and strife. I've selected a promise this morning, Second Peter three eighteen. Grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Dear Father, I and these who are here with me this morning, we want to grow to maturity in Jesus. You know our frame that we are dust. Yet what we have, we give to you to help us grow to maturity. We surrender to your methods, and we trust in your ability to save. Help us, Lord, to work as we are able to obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I invite you to join me again tomorrow morning. Let's read together, meditate, and contemplate. Let's read promises and have prayer together before you begin your day.